Hello everyone, welcome to the Joker Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. And Nathan. Hi. <laughs> yes, you've probably noticed there's only two of us today. Uh, Matthew's on his holidays. Yeah, off to Skeg Vegas, enjoying yeah. himself, I hope. It's it's quite typical that uh, the during the time of the most famous games festival in the world, he's now gone off decided to go off on his holidays. He's not planned that well, has he? <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope he's having fun anyway. But it's just the two of us, Nathan. Yeah. We can make it if we try. <laughs> just the two of us, you and I. Just two of us. Right, so we're basically just going to go through everything we saw at E3. What we liked, what we didn't like. Overall, a bit of a meh festival, but there was some stuff in there, weren't there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, lots to be excited about. But we'd, for me, we didn't get the Switch Pro that I wanted to see so badly. But... Yeah, what happened there? Mm. Yeah, because a lot of people right. said, "Oh, we're going to get it before," and then, "Oh, we're going to get it in the Microsoft Direct." Uh, sorry, the Nintendo Direct, and then we just didn't get it at all. Well, Matt kept telling you it's it's coming, it's coming before the show, and then it just didn't. That's why he's not turned up for this one. Yeah, uh, shame, <laughs> shame, shame. Uh, right. Anyway, let's get it straight into it. So, I'll start with the Gorilla Collective Part One, which happened mm. actually just before our last pod. But we didn't discuss it. Nah, you didn't watch this, did you? I don't I'm know. not, no. So I'm just going to go through a couple of things that were like, interested, but I'm just going to go quite quickly. Okay. Uh, there's one called AK Axolotl, or something like that. AK Axolotl. So basically, you play an Axolotl who goes around with an AK 47, which just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no date on that, but that's, com- that's coming to Steam. Do you actually play Steam games? Um, no, I don't know. I, I think enough. I've got Steam installed on my laptop just to play. Actually, Origin is the same, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, no Steam. There was another game which was interesting called Industria. So, this was a first person mystery shooter about a woman trying to find a missing colleague in a parallel dimension. Hmm. Now, it showed some gameplay of this, and it actually looked very Half Life like. Half Life? Half Life like. Yeah, I'm just looking now, and I totally really agree with that, yeah. Half-Life. They said the dev, because there was a discussion with the dev, and he said it, it was based off a of Half-Life Bioshock and the work of David Lynch. Uh, so it's in the city, and you're taking out robots. But the gameplay did have some frame rate issues, for what I saw. Yeah, and the gunplay looked a bit janky, but I did like the concept. Yeah. And that's, that comes out in the quarter three this year. Yeah, so at least they've got a little bit of time to touch it up, hopefully. Yeah, and then there was a game based on uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Which I don't actually know much about. Well, I've seen the film, although it was a long time ago. But I've not seen any gameplay from this. But it does intrigue me because I do like that film. So, but then finally from this event, <laughs> there was one called Tamarindo's Freaking Dinner. Now I cannot begin to explain this game to you. I would just say go and watch the teaser they put out from the event. It's weird. <laughs> But it's got me very intrigued. Why is there a house on a pizza-looking thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the teaser were about a minute or so long, and it's just got a weird. It's got a, a song in it, and it's just it's pretty cool, but it's just odd. Looks very nightmarish. Yeah. Yes, it does. So we move on to the like first big event then. That probably was there. Mm-hmm. Although technically not actually part of E3 because this is Jeff Keighley's breakaway event. Uh, that's the Summer Game Fest. What interested you from this then? Yeah, so the first thing that I I enjoyed watching, well, 
I enjoyed was um, that Among Us were going to be coming to mainline consoles. Um, and with that, there's going to be a new game mode called Hide and Seek, which sounds really fun. Um, so I'm not sure if you've played uh, Among Us before, but it's basically um, you're on a ship um, with 10 people and two of them are imposters. And um, basically they have to kill everybody in the ship before being found to be the imposters. And like you have different rounds, you can inject eject people from the ship who you think are being suspicious. Um, but yeah, the hide and seek um, looks quite fun. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that coming to console. And it's, hopefully we can play it in a slightly different way. Still not played that. No. I mean, it's free if you want to download it on, on your phone, at least. Um, I'm not, I'm not playing on mobile, mate. <laughs> dirty, dirty <Yeah>. mobile. <laughs> <laughs> it's my five fingers. I mean, of course, in this event, Kojima ended up showing up, which was absolutely no... Everyone kept saying, oh, this is a surprise that Kojima showed up. To me, it's absolutely not a surprise, because if you see Kojima post anything on Instagram, Jeff Keighley is always the first person to comment on it. Yeah. Always. So it's no surprise that he ended up showing up. And this this teaser thing, um, yeah, bit a bit, bit out there. Hmm. So it's quite clearly a reference to Metal Gear. So this was Sam in Death Stranding. And it looks like he was in a section which is very stealth-like. So it looks like... The, yeah, the, it had like all of the boxes and people like going around trying to find you and stuff. It did yeah. look very Metal Gear-esque, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, he picked up a box, emptied it, and then climbed in it, and then climbed back out. Always, it's just a clear reference to Metal Gear. A lot of people seem to be reading into this saying, oh, he's working on a Metal Gear, or oh, he's just implementing stealth into the... Into Death Stranding, which I think is it's more likely. I don't, I don't think it's yeah. doing. Any, I don't think it's doing anything with Metal Gear. I think it's just taking the mick out of us all. <laughs> just Kojima being Kojima. So this revealed Death Stranding director's cut, which I thought if there's one game that probably doesn't need a director's cut, it's Death Stranding. I would have thought that would be everything he wanted to begin with. So yeah, surprises me. And I know you you weren't much, you didn't care much for Death Stranding, but I, I liked it. Mm. But I don't think I could play it through it again myself yeah so is it a one-time experience that you enjoyed for what it was but you wouldn't really want to relive that again yeah i mean it'd have to be something really substantial to get me back into it and i Mm. I don't think it would be i'd quite like it if it was like they had the expansion yeah all the stuff you had was already registered but it put the extra stuff in the game for you if you oh like a a new game plus that it'll like kind of reshape it a bit more yeah, so it's, you know, because it's an open world. If it had like an expansion which just puts things in the world, but doesn't lose all the progress that you've already done, yeah, then I'd be happy with that. But I, I get the feeling this is going to be a brand new thing where everything's chucked in. So it's, it's interesting, but I can't see you playing it if that's the case. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wait and see for new information to come out. See what it actually is. Yeah. Uh, and then for PC gaming, I think they're coming to console anyway. Uh, first one was Jurassic World Evolution 2. Now, have mm. you played the first one? I've not, no. I've heard good things about it, though. It was like a surprising game because they thought a lot of people thought it was going to be like a movie tie in and mm. be a bit naff, but it was actually fairly well received. Yeah, it is really good. I mean, I've, I've completed the first one on PC. And it's, it's, it's odd because it's the first like strategy game that I've played on PC where I've actually played preferred playing it with a, a controller, mm. which is really odd. It's not like it's just like, oh, I've got to play mouse keyboard for a strategy <laughs> yeah. game. But 
no, it works really well with, con- with controls, which is why I think it'll be good on console. Yeah, because it just translates perfectly. But this one includes, it looks like it includes flying dinosaurs and mm. sea dinosaurs. So that'll add different dynamics to it. The new film's coming out, isn't it? Is it this year? Or maybe next year? So it's tying into all that. Is that something you'd play? Um, yeah, I think I'd give it a go. I, I mean, I enjoyed the, uh, I've enjoyed the latest um, Jurassic Park films. Um, I enjoy them. Maybe I'm just sick of that. Maybe I'm old school. I just like the original. Apart from three. Nobody likes three. Yeah, th- yeah three we don't <laughs> talk about. But there's another strategy which I'm really keen about, and that's uh, Two Point Campus. Mm. Yeah, because you like um, Two Point Hospital. So, yeah, um, so Two Point Hospital from the previous developers of Theme Hospital, which I love. And now they're moving on to Two Point Campus. This Now, this did get leaked before the event, unfortunately. But it does look good. So, it looks uh, really fun, yeah. Yeah, so like building a campus and um, bringing people in and seeing how they interact with each other and making yeah. that sweet dollar. It's, it's got a different dynamic because obviously it's going to be like, you know, obviously in Theme Hospital, uh, Two Point Hospital, it's the patient comes in, you treat them and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Obviously in university, it's going to be like, you can get, get to know these, peop- these people in your campus, aren't you? Because they're yeah. going to be there for a long term. And you've got to try and keep them as well. Yeah. But I liked some of the um, courses. That's on. Did you see some of them? There's one called Night School, where they're teaching them to be knights of the round table. <laughs> That's pretty good. So they're doing jousting and things like that. Oh, wow. Okay, um, anything else you're looking forward to? Um, a surprising one for me. Um, the Planet of Lana looked really interesting. Um, now, this is from a studio called Wishfully. And I really enjoyed the art style for this one, because it's like you're within a painting. And it just looks really atmospheric, um, a little bit like um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, kind of, um, but with a different art style uh, in terms of like the creatures that you see. Um, so that looks really interesting. So that's going to be coming out in 2022. Um, but that's what I'm definitely going to be looking out for because it just looked uh, like a nice little adventure. Matthew has sent us some notes about what he took his interest in. I'm just looking here. Uh, he was interested in the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Hmm. Which looks like a fantasy take on the Borderlands universe. And he wants to Borderland see more game, dragons. But... <laughs> yeah, although still not played Borderlands yet myself. I keep saying we want to play it, but nobody wants to. Anyway, did you see the the Anacrusis? No. I liked the look of this. So it seemed a bit like Left for Dead to me, but it's set aboard a space station, and it's like a co-op multiplayer thing yeah. where you're running around shooting these alien things. But it seems to have, like, it's got a good sense of humour. Now, I've not played Left 4 Dead, but does that have a sense of humour or anything like that in it? Or maybe not? Yeah, know. in terms of, like, the weapons and the dialogue between the characters, there is a bit of humour there, yeah. Yeah, because it seems, it seems like it's probably the same vein as that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm quite interested in that. I'm more interested in that than I am Left 4 Dead. But maybe that's just me. Uh, but that's got no release date. Yeah, so um, we got an interview um, for Far Cry 6, um, part mm. way through, um, I think it was with uh, Giancarlo. Is that correct? Giancarlo Esposito. I yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed it because um, I do know that like the Far Cry um, franchise like to um, give their antagonists. Um, it, they're not black and white uh, in effect. They're yeah. a shade of grey, and that's what makes them so compelling. Um, and he, he talked a lot about the. Um, the person that he's going to be playing, 
about he's just a person that loves his country um, yeah. and has felt he's had to go down this path in order to save it in his eyes. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm not really one for the Far Cry franchise, personally. I mean, I've tried playing a couple of them in the past. It's not really grasped me. I fell off after a few hours. Um, I don't yeah. know whether that was just a lull in the story. Um, but this one does look really good. And um, as long as uh, I can see Chirizo the dog, then I'm more than happy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I can't wait for it to come out and give it a go, actually. Yeah, it does look good. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it in co-op because that's what mm. me and my brother did with Far Cry Five. Which I've said before, I've, I did enjoy it, but it's just like the story was just a bit naff. But this this looks far more interesting. I like him as an antagonist. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So yeah, Jeff had his big reveal at the end, indeed, which was Elden Ring, which I thought might end up getting shown off at the uh, Xbox Bethesda mm. showcase. But no, Jeff managed to get his grubby hands on it somehow. <laughs> Uh, what do you think to this? Because I'm not, I'm not one who really plays the Soulsborne games, so it's not it's not really one I'm excited for. But yeah, I'm, exci- I'm excited for people who are excited about it mm, because yeah. I know they have a big cult following. They've got a big yeah, they've got a big following. Yeah, definitely. Um, not just for um, the difficulty, but for what they are and the world that you get thrust into. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. It, from looking through the the gameplay and the bosses that you have to fight, it looks like something out of your worst nightmare. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like near the end, you saw that king guy with the deformed body and like a dragon arm thing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this <laughs> this looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, the horse, which is yeah. new. Does that suggest that it's going to be oh, far bigger, horse. far mm-hmm. bigger than the previous ones? Massive ugly bosses. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never play it. <laughs> we'll see. It's too difficult. That's, that's the problem. Who knows? Maybe they like put an easy mode. Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's who it. Knows? I'll, I'll maybe, switch it to that. Maybe the surprise. <laughs> I know I just get angry at it. Uh, what's Matt said? He says, I hope their obsession with spiders is over so I can play one of these games. No, because I, th- I think there was a spider thing in it, weren't there? In yeah, the trailer? I, I remember seeing that. Some sort of spider-looking yeah. thing. So, um... oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're out of luck. The wait continues. <laughs> Maybe in the next decade, eh? Yeah. Um, Maybe Bloodborne too, who knows? <laughs> well, this is going to be coming out on the 21st of January 2022, so um, yeah, just which around is, six months away. Yeah, which is a lot sooner than I thought it was going to be. Mm. That's a bit late next year. And it's also going to be for next and current gen as well, so if you've got a PS4 slash Xbox um, One, You'll be able to play it. Do you think that's a bit of a negative, though? Do you think they've had to pull back, you know, if they wanted to work on current gen? Well, I keep saying current gen, previous gen, last gen. You know what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think they probably want to get the game in as many hands as possible. And with the difficulty that people have had getting the current gen consoles, I think it's probably a good move. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as it's not, like, limited the development on the current gen consoles, then I'm more than happy for it to be compatible with anything yeah. before now. Uh, right. Should we go on to the Tribe- Tribeca? Tribeca Festival? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's one of them. Go on, then. Uh, there's just two games from this that really interest me. One of them, I was, I was really interested in this one. It's called Harold Halibut, which is an odd name, I know. But it's 
all the sets and the characters and the props in the game have been built by hand. Okay. And they're kind of like stop motion models. And they've then been scanned. And then they've done like motion capture for the characters. Mm. So the game looks like a whole stop motion thing. But it seems like it's set on a sunken... I think, I think it's a spaceship that's crashed into an ocean or something like that. Yeah. And like it's underwater set in like the 70s. Oh, it's got the 70s aesthetic about it. Mm-hmm. And it did remind me of that game that I spoke about in the other days of the pod, which is Trouble Book, which had a similar sort of style to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like the look of this. I'm I'm really interested in it. It's I, I can't tell what I think it's, it's an RPG. I think I don't know, but it does look good. And that's got no it does room. have a nice nice aesthetic. Um, I'm just looking at some screenshots of it now. There's um, there's one where there's like quite a lot of neon and in like yeah. a little arcade and stuff. Um, that looks cool. Because yeah, it shows some like behind the scenes where they were just building all this stuff, and it's really quite impressive. Mm. But apparently, it's been in development for like nearly ten years. Oh, wow. So they put a lot of love into it then. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what happened when you have to build all these things. Because, like, all the sets are actually physical things that they made mm-hmm. and then scanned, which is extraordinary. And then the one other game I've got is 12 Minutes, which I've seen before. Yeah. This one looked really interesting to me. Uh, have you seen anything about this before? Uh, not before um, this, now. Okay, so... So this is like an interactive thriller, all set inside an apartment from a top-down view. And it's about a man who's he's stuck in a time loop. So every 12 minutes, he keeps reliving the, every 12 minutes. And he's he's got to try and cover something about, I think, his wife. He believes his wife's committed murder or something like that. Mm. Or and Basically, he's got to get to the bottom of it, of what's happening. And then there's someone who's coming to the apartment to arrest his wife. And this was, it kind of reminded me of that... Um, Source code film. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Yeah, that's just it. When, um, just when it just keeps looping constantly. round and, yeah, eventually yeah. you'll solve the mystery. Yeah. Well, did you see the cast for this? Uh, I've not, no. It's a surprising cast, it is. It's got James McAvoy, who's mm-hmm. doing the main guy, Daisy Ridley, who's in Star Wars, and Willem Dafoe. Ah. That's quite a cast for a... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. For like, uh, yeah, that's it. It's just an indie title. I don't want to say just an indie title, but yeah, for for what it is, that's it's impressive. But I, I did hear about that a long time ago. That's been developing a long time. Mm. But it just said coming soon at the end. Still no release date, but I, I I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, that should be a really but, good one. But they're the only things that really stood out for me from the Tribeca Festival. Do you have anything from the Koch Prime title? So the. The one game, well, uh, there was a couple of games that I liked, but the, like the main one for me was um, Scars Above. It's a um, like a sci-fi adventure game. Um, so Kate Ward, um, she she's on this planet, and she doesn't quite remember how she got there. Um, that's why I grasped from the um, the trailer. Um, so she goes around the planet. She's got to like log entries and get information. Um, about this civilization um, that was on the planet. Um, and I think she might be a, a scientist. She seems to be. Um, but she's got to try and like defend herself against the creatures that are on the planet as well while trying to find out what's happened. It's, it does look um, really interesting. Uh, in terms of like, the graphics, they, don't, they, they won't blow you away at all. Um, they do seem like 360-slash-PS3 kind of era mm. um but just the premise of the game like landing on like an alien planet and 
not really knowing what's going on and you having to um, traverse the planet and scan things to try and piece everything together. Um, it does seem um, quite interesting. I do like games like that where you have to um, kind of get try and find the information yourself and put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, so that's why I was drawn to this one. But um, yeah, I don't think we got a date on that one. But um, I'll be keeping tabs on it. So yeah, looks pretty good. Uh, well, it finished off with a very brief snippet of Payday 3. Yeah, we got like... Like a droid. Yeah. <laughs> and they just said, oh, it's a few years away. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why they bothered showing that. But Payday 2, have you got it? Payday 2? I have, yeah. Yeah. I got I think, uh, I... one of the editions that had all of the DLC on and stuff. Yeah. yeah crime, the crime, the crime, something edition. I can't remember. Crime Wave edition. That's it. Yeah. Because I've got that. But I don't think we've actually played it together, have we? We've not played it together, no. Um, I did try playing it like a single player. And I don't think you liked it. I didn't like it, no. I mean, it might be better when we get a few people on. I do think it'd be much better as, as a three. Because I, th- mm. I think we talked about playing this a long time ago. We just haven't, Yeah. as as with a lot of things, because we always end up just on FIFA. So, <laughs> let's be honest. But I would like to play that, the Payday 2. Hmm. Yeah, we should do it at some point, because I think Matt's got it as well, so it'd be a good yeah. one for us to play. And I've not played it in a long time, so yeah. something worth doing. All right. Should we move on to the, uh, well, I've got the Gorilla Collective Part 2. Mm. So there's a game here called Unmetal, which I would have urged you to go and watch the, the trailer because it's it's just a complete mick take out Metal Gear Solid and like 80s action heroes. So it's, it's kind of got the um, the style of the, the original Metal Gear games before Solid came yeah. out. But it's, it's just a complete mick take. It's just glorious. <laughs> so I'm looking forward. But that's only on Steam. Unfortunately, by looks of it. It looks like there's a PS Vita option, if I've got this right, funnily enough. Mm, okay. Although I don't have a Vita, but good for those who do. And then there's another one called uh, White Shadows, which was like a black and white cinematic platformer. So it's set in a place called White City, where rats and wolves run the city, and pigs and sheep are the workers, and birds are blamed for a pandemic. What? <laughs> this sounds weird. That's what, that's what the guy said. <laughs> it does look quite good I, I, I quite like it it's got a sort of look of limbo about it yeah well that's coming that's coming later this year and then there was just a couple of business games so there's one called Blooming Business Casino which just seems like a cartoonish casino business sim where everyone is an animal because why not it's because yeah yeah that looks fun and then one called Arcade Paradise so it looks like you turn a laundromat into an arcade business that's what the, the trailer yeah. suggests. Why not? But, yeah. And uh, that one's coming on... Uh, well, it's coming this year, but it's coming to PS4 and PS5. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Looks like it have pool tables, loads of arcade cabinets. Mm. Yeah. I think you can play the games in it as well. Yeah. Oh, there's some Dance Dance Revolution as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, I watched another event here, which I, I don't know if you did, but the Wholesome Direct... There was a surprising amount of things in this awesome direct that I really liked. Mm. So first of all, it was one called Bird Problems. Yep, Bird Problems, and this was a sitcom narrative game. Okay. So it's it to me, it looks like you play an anxious bird who goes about daily life, and the the game has a, like a laughter track in the background. 
So the game showed him going to a coffee shop, being nervous to ask about a coffee. So the guy behind the counter asks him, what do you want? And he, he suddenly just goes, I feel faint. And then there's a laughter track. And then he just walks off. <laughs> That's a rubbish but amazing. <laughs> Uh, but there was no date on that, and that's that's coming on Steam, so that's <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> Another one called A Little to the Left, which seems to be a game about organising things. So it's, I think perfect it's for, people, for you. Yeah, I think it's for people with OCD, really, because it, mm. it shows like very simple things. So it's like three paint, three pictures hanging on a wall, but one of them's crooked, and you just right. you just make it straight. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like seven pencils all in different sizes and you've just got to put them in yeah you just got to put them in size order and things like that which is just obscure but that's the sort of thing that i've been to then we go back to bird things because we've got skate bird so as you might have guessed from that title it's a bird on a skateboard Mm -hmm. look at it with his headphones on loving life yeah it's pretty cool and that comes out on the 12th of august uh, for switch xbox steam and luna Wow, Amazon. Yeah, that thing's getting yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, a game called Lake. This is about a woman who returns to her hometown. She works in the big city and then she mm-hmm. wants to go she wants to get away from that life. So she goes back to her, her old hometown, which is out in the country. And she becomes a mail courier. And it's just like it's one of those like slice of life games where she delivers the mail and she gets to know the people around her, and then it's it's one of those like I'm finding myself. Yeah games that's what it is that comes out september 1st for the xbox and pc first uh another one called kiwi a lot of bird things here kiwi that's k-e-y-w-e and you play two kiwi birds called jeff and deborah who work in a post office jeff and deborah because why not yeah <laughs> and it's I, th- I don't know if it's i, th- I presume it's a co-op game because it, it from the gameplay it looks like it was yeah and that comes out August 31st for Switch, Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and the Xbox One. The Gecko Gods, which is a puzzle game where you play a lizard. I can't really glean much else from that. Uh, one one that I like, because I liked the first game of this, and that's Passepartout 2, The Lost Artist. So the first game was called Passepartout, The Starving Artist, which I've got. And in that, you play a artist who begins painting out of his garage. But you actually paint the pictures yourself. Right. But it's done like a Microsoft Paint kind of thing. So you, you've just got a canvas and you just splodge nonsense on it, really. But then you can, but then people come and visit you and they, depending on, there must be some algorithm or something. They critique the art. Yeah, I they imagine. critique the art and they can buy it off you. And the idea is to sell paintings and then you rise your way up through the, the art world. Yeah. Not played too much of that, but I did like what I did play of that. So I'm intrigued by this one. So this one looks like Passepartout has abandoned his old life and he's travelled off to some far-flung place. Because in this trailer, he appears in, via boat in some town. Mm-hmm. Well, that looks good. It looks interesting, yeah. Uh, another one called Unpacking. So this is a game about taking possessions out of boxes and organising them into rooms, to, and you end up just learning some... some you end up learning about someone's life over a series of moves that they make throughout their lives. So I think it starts off as, as a kid, you're unpacking like their toys and that kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. throughout their life, as they move to house to house to house, yeah, you, you find out what they've done. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, by unpacking their belongings as they go through, which I 
you know, sounds like it sounds like a really interesting one. It sounds like a nice relaxing game. Now these two, I'm hoping these two you'll be really excited about. One's called Puparazzi. <laughs> and that's exactly what you think it is. So it's a game about taking photos of cute dogs. I'm there. So you're in this town. There's just like dogs all over the place. Like on swings or roundabouts or in the backs of trucks. And you just have to go around and take photographs of them. And I'm just, all for it. I was sold. Now it looks fantastic. I was sold immediately. Wow. The final game that interested me from that one was Power Wash Simulator. Now, you know I love simulators. Mm-hmm. And Power Wash Simulator is exactly what it is. So you get a power wash and you just... I think this might be in the same vein as um, House Flipper. It looks like, in terms of the art style, it looks... It does look very similar. So I assume you get jobs of, like, dirty things. Mm-hmm. So houses and fences and things like that. This you have looks to go and just, so satisfying. I'm not yeah, going to lie. It, does, it really does, doesn't it? And I, it. I can imagine just, like, writing country. things. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm all about that. So, you just yeah, you just go around power washing things. Mm. But, and that comes, uh, that's on Steam Early Access now. Yeah. So it looks like you've got like different pa- different power levels for your uh, power wash, so you can't oh. just blast everything. I want it to come to console. Hmm. Maybe one day. Right, should we move on to the Ubisoft Forward event? Oh, go on then. So what took your fancy from this? Um. So it, well, it's near the beginning. We had some Rainbow Six stuff in there. Surprisingly. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so so it's, the, called, it's, it's called Rainbow Six Extraction now. Yeah. So it was quarantine, then it went to Parasite, and now it's Extraction, because reasons. Because COVID, that's why, let's face it. Yeah. Well, let's anyway. be honest, they've gone for the best name anyway. Yeah. Um, it looked quite interesting. Um, well, you and your team go to Alaska, and they've been researching, and this this, well, Parasite, <laughs> that... Um, seems to have taken over the base and you've got to try and get rid of it in effect kill whatever the parasite creates that's what that's the way i grasp that yeah so it's one to three players we're surprised because normally you'd have like one to four players isn't it yeah it is one to three players but that's that's good i mean for us that'd be good yeah definitely i don't really know what to think about this because i do get a bit tired of the whole zombie shooter thing yeah seems to be a lot of them about and I have mentioned before that I'm not the engine that Siege uses. I'm just not a fan of. It's a yeah. bit slow. Yeah. You put down to other shooters. Unless they've changed it for this, but I, I, I don't know. No, I, I imagine it'll be on the same engine, to be honest. I can't see him revamping it that much. But then I, they said something in this trailer which worried me. So there was, well, not this, but it says, if players got MIA, you can't play as them. So I think you have to go and rescue them, don't you? Mm-hmm. But the bit that would mean was says that every time you go into the containment zone, you risk losing all your own pro- all your progress and upgrades, and I can see that becoming very frustrating if you just keep dying. I like the sound of that in a way, <laughs> okay. because it it gives some urgency to what you're doing, and it makes you well want to be as good as you can be because there's that risk of losing it all. Yeah, but I, I can see me just throwing my pad, <laughs> just dying. <laughs> Constantly, just no. It's I don't want to get things and then have them taken away. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'd, don't know about that. I mean, if they yeah. did it a bit like Returnal, where you got so far into like the the zone and you actually found information out that would help you on maybe another playthrough or something like that. Um, but yeah, 
I think it's going to be. I think it should be good. I'll give it a go. Mm. I might get annoyed. <laughs> and then they had some stuff for the the usual siege dinner. But, yeah, yeah, that's it. So um, they announced that there was going to be cross-play on PlayStation and Xbox coming early 2022 for Siege. Um, so I've got the game for both platforms, so that's great for me, so I can flip on which console I want to play it on, which is pretty good. And then we've got some stuff for Riders Republic. I'll be honest, I think we called most of the stuff in this presentation on our yeah. preview pod. So there was a lot of Rider, uh, there's stuff about Riders Republic. Now, this game, I, I think it's got an identity crisis. I don't think it knows what it wants to be. It wants to be everything. Now don't it's <laughs> so it's 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 taken a lot of things from Steep, which I quite I quite liked, but I was mainly focused on like winter sports, so like snowboarding, skiing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now I thought this game was like set in like a uh, a sunny countryside environment. That's that's what we'd previously seen, mm-hmm. and then they showed winter sports in this. So this was also including things that were in Steep. So it had snowboarding and that kind of thing, and I just I don't I don't know what this game is trying to be. It wants it wants to do everything. It's got what's it? It's got bikes, wingsuits, rocket suits, snowboarding. What else is there? There's there's, there's tons of stuff that they keep. Yeah, it, it just wants to be like a catch-all, like all the sports, like all the extreme yeah. sports. It's all extreme sports in one, and I don't I, I just don't see it working. I see it just becoming quite annoying, especially uh, with the amount of players in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because with everything going on, it's 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 going to be insane. The most annoying part about Steep is other players. Hmm. If I just had like the free range to the mountain to do what I want without having been interrupted by having, because the thing is they have like like challenges. It's just like pepper over the map. So it's like get from here to here in this method. So whether that's fire, uh, parachute, skiing, snowboarding, snowboarding or, whatever. Yeah, but. While you're doing that, other people could be doing the same challenge, and they're on your screen. Yeah. So they like annoy you because like you, there's one where you're wingsuiting through a canyon, and it's really tight. And if you've got other people trying to do the same thing at the same time, yeah, then it just, it just you it, off. It, it, yeah, it's just really it, annoying. It feels a bit like um, when the Elder Scrolls Online first came out, and there was just like a million people waiting for the same boss to respawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I think I think this game's trying to do too much. The only thing is, I'll probably end up buying it because I'll, oh, yeah. I'll end up playing it with my brother. But it's just, I don't, I, I think it's trying to really do too much and it's got no direction. I mean, take for example, like Tony Hawk's. That's a skateboarding game. Yeah. And it's designed specifically around, so all the levels are designed specifically around skateboarding. And that's why, that's what makes it what it is. This, you're trying to make this massive open world that is in tune with all these extreme sports and it's just like i don't understand how you do that it's it's a lack of focus it's just all the things just do one or two things really well and have a really good game not go in a million directions and alienate what your player base would have been because it doesn't know what it wants to be yeah but that comes out on september the 2nd there's a bit of far a bit a bit more far cry 6 weren't there yeah but this was more about stuff added to the season pass wasn't it yeah it's, it seems like you can um, now play as the old uh, antagonists that's what I grasped from that yeah so it looks like it's his own separate, I don't think it's it's not part of Far Cry 6 is it, I think it's his own separate thing that comes with the season pass, hmm. but you get to play as the villains Vars, Pagan and Joseph Seed 
from the previous games. So yeah. that's a thing, I guess. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, if it does like their coming up story of like how they got to where they are, because when we see them, they're like pretty much top of the pile. There's there's nothing more for them to do but just be an antagonist and mess with you, pretty much. Um, so it'd be nice, like a um, a coming up story of them and how why they did what they did. In effect, I don't want it that's like a standalone thing, not just a season pass edition. Personally, uh, I don't think I want to bothered with it either way myself because the thing is Ubisoft everything's always season pass it's always season pass stuff yeah the only other thing that piqued my interest was the Rocksmith Plus um do you see that with the guitars and things yeah it went on a long time <laughs> yeah it did um I mean I think it's great for like people who want to learn musical instruments and things and that it can like integrate with your um with your PC and your console um, there's actually a, a beta that you can register uh, on now to, to give it a go if you wanted to. Well, if you get accepted into it, that is. Um, but yeah, I think it's good that you can use like your external hardware, well, hardware, your guitar, <laughs> and yep. then plug it in and then um, just like learn to play songs that you, you love, in effect. I, I think it's a really good idea. It's interesting, but that's not for me because I can't play any instruments. Mm. Well, we've got two guitars in our house, none of them mine, so at least I might like it. We'll see. And then they finished off with their big one, didn't they? The Avatar Frontier of Pandora. Yeah, and my thoughts on this are, I'm just pretty much going to echo exactly what Matthew said, and he's put, I can only hope the story in the Avatar game is better than the film. Yep, I True. quite agree. I don't want to see Blue Pocahontas again. To be honest, this didn't interest me. It, lo- it looked nice. It looked nice, it yeah. Visually, it did look fantastic. But um, I can't see me rushing out to buy this because I wasn't a fan of the film. The trailer, it did look like you would create your own avatar and it would. It did, it did seem to like parallel with the film a lot. Mm. Well, they're working on the second and third one, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm guessing this is a tie. Ramping up for that, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even excited for those films, so we'll see. We'll see. Looks good. We'll see if it's got any substance. Okay. I've got one game from the Devolver Direct. And this was one called Trek to Yomi, which is a black and white side-scrolling samurai game. So I think it's got like a 2.5D style to it. Looks really nice. But And then we move on to the, the Upload VR showcase. But sticking with the samurai vibe, there was a VR samurai game in that. Ooh. called Samurai Slaughterhouse, which again was in black and white, uh, but first-person samurai game. Uh, but the only colour in the game is blood. I was just about to say, as long as there's splashes of blood along the screen, yeah, then so you slice people with them. But it's good because you could pick up like um, ninja stars and that kind of thing. Yeah, fling about people. That's, that was quite good. Uh, there's quite a few games actually in this showcase that are quite interesting. There's one called Fracked, which is that so with fracking gas? No, <laughs> that... there wasn't much about what the game kind of was about, but it started with a bloke skiing down a mountain. You're skiing down a mountain. Mm-hmm. just shooting at people on snowmobiles and then you have a battle at like a ski resort but that's a psvr exclusive and then there was a summer max this time it's virtual mm. now i've not played a summer max game but i've heard they're quite fun and this looks fun so this showcased like a, an escape room scenario which is something i'd like to see more of in vr actually yeah definitely it, it translates really well yeah. um i enjoy um, escape rooms all the puzzles and things and 
things to find. I don't know if the whole game is like that. I probably probably won't be, but that bit looks good. And that's coming to PSVR, Steam VR, and Vive. And then there was I Expect You to Die 2, The Spy and the Liar. Now I've got I Expect You to Die. And basically it's a parody of like the 60s James Bond films. Okay. It's, it's really quite fun. So this has got this uh this is the sequel to it really. And it's got like like sixties like sort of, sort of Connery era. So it, these are kind of like escape rooms sort of. I mean remember there was one a one level from the first game where you're in a something like an Aston Martin, but it's in the back of a plane and you've got to escape from the and I think you've got to like end up parachuting the car outside the back of the the plane or something like that. But it's it's pretty good. But it's like it's got silly stuff in it. It's like you could open the glove box and just take out a cigar and just smoke it, things like that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I just spent my game doing. <laughs> just smoking cigars. Uh, then another game called Traffic Jams. So for what I could tell from this, this was a game about breaking up traffic jams on the roads by doing silly challenges. Uh, one of them was like throwing donuts at people in their cars. But that comes out on August 26th for PSVR. But then finally, the, the one that, that, that I'm, I'm really intrigued about, which is Sniper Elite VR. Now, I like Sniper Elite a lot. I don't quite know how it's going to work in VR with controller. Because I know you've got the, like, the aim controller, but they're like one of yeah. them. You can get them anymore. I don't know. But it's, it's I think it's the aim's going to be a bit of a struggle. I think that's one thing in VR games I found has not worked well. That's like aiming with things. I think the issue is is the way that VR actually has to scan Tracks. to get that information. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping for PSVR two. All these I probably won't play any of these until PSVR two anyway. Mm. But hopefully that'll make that a bit better. But that comes out on July the eighth for PSVR, Oculus, and Steam VR. Mm, not long to wait then. So I guess we'll see. Mm. So yeah, Square Enix. There was a couple of games that I. Liked. One of them's more of like a rehash of what we've already seen. Um, but I liked the look of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It just looked really fun. This looked surprisingly really good. Mm. Now, I'm not going to get too excited about it because this is Square Enix and they've just come off the back of doing Marvel Avengers. And we all <laughs> yeah. know how that went. But I did like the fact that they were very clear that it's a single player story. Yeah, definitely. So it looked like it had RPG elements and a lot of humour, uh, which I enjoyed, like the interaction between all the characters. Um, so you solely play as Star-Lord. Um, and throughout most of the uh, trail that we saw, it looked like you were just fighting giant jelly things. Yeah. Which was yeah. strange. But I think that just lends credence to the humour side. Um so it looks like there's a levelling up system as well that grants you abilities. So we'll see how that all works when eventually we'll get our hands on the game. But it did it surprised me because I'm I've not watched any of the Guardians of the Galaxy films at all, but I've seen them in um, the Avengers um, films and um, they did look like interesting characters. Um, Star Lord's always funny, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think that's one I'll definitely be picking up and giving a go at the very least. Now, this did show some actual gameplay footage, didn't it? I have to mm. say, some of the battles, I think they had some frame rate issues. In the se- well, yeah. in the second battle, they had that. The, the, there was some real slow frame rates in those. But hopefully that's going to be fixed. Um, but this, this bit where, where you actually control the other characters in battles, don't you? Yeah. So you, you get to decide. So, But what do they do when you're not controlling? 
So they just stand I imagine the AI people. takes over and they just I hope so, but I, I, <laughs> I can imagine they're getting a bit confusing though. Because you've got four other characters to try and control it whilst mm. you're shooting somebody. Well, I imagine um, you might need to take control of different characters for different scenarios uh, against different types of enemies. Yeah. So, like, most of the time you'll just be Star-Lord and then, depending on the scenario, you will might need to be Groot or one of the others. Well, correction, we're not, we're not controlling the characters, we're just telling them. Tell them what to do. Yeah. Right, yeah. Tell them to do a power. Although I, th- I think it might be better if you could switch between them. Mm. Although I can understand that being a headache from a design point of view. Actually, developing five characters to, to use control, yeah, yeah. But I do wonder about how the AI is going to work for the characters as well, because apparently they're always with you, aren't they? Yeah, the other, uh, the other guardians. So I know how AI can be for like just like one companion. So I don't know how it's going to work when you got four. Well, it's a new generation, so yeah, more yeah. power. We'll see. I liked that it's got some pretty cool licensed music in it. Mm, I mean, there was one definitely. bit. In that, there was one bit in that second battle where I think there must be some sort of special meter or something that they filled up, and then Peter Quill, or Star Lord, just pulled out his his radio, didn't he? His his, his Walkman, <laughs> yeah. and he started playing Joan Jett's Bad Reputation, mm. and, then, <laughs> and then he just started kicking ass. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's some special ability they've got or something. Yeah, they have to see if each of them might add their own special meter, see what they yeah. do with it. But no, it looks good. It's got it shows promise. But oh, it also yeah. seems to seem like it's got um, choices, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's where the RPG elements come in. So you can yeah. choose what happens um, in the dialogue, which I thought was quite interesting. And then there was a I bit where it, was it um, Drax was chucking rocket across the cap. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then he went happy about that. Mm. I, I like the bit where you get the choice whether to um, sell. Um, I think it's either is it Groot yeah, or Rocket or Groot. Yeah. Rocket or Groot. That's it. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, uh, but that's going to be out on the twenty sixth of October, so not long to wait on that one either. I suspect that might get delayed. You think? Yeah, based on that the the, the frame rate I saw in that game, I think it's got quite a bit of polishing it needs. But it's it's showing promise. But please be better than Avengers. Please. Well, it can't be much worse, can it? Let's face it. Yeah. But speaking of Avengers, that showed up, didn't it? Yeah, it reared its head. The um, Black Panther stuff. Yeah, I mean Black Panther's a good character, but it's I think it's a case of too little, too late, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But they showed uh, a shifty-looking bloke with a beard, who I presume is Claw, uh, and he blows something up in Wakanda, and then there's some robot spider things. So Matt will be happy about that. And then Claw gets big at the end of the trailer, and that was that was about it. Yeah, that was it. That's all yeah. we saw. So I think they've given up, really. <laughs> yeah, they they put like the um, the timeline of what they were going to be doing like near the end, didn't they? But yeah. still doesn't bode well. But anyway, on to better things, hopefully. Um, so I wanted to see out of Square Enix more about. Um, Life is Strange True Colours, because that's one mm. that I'm really looking forward to. Um, we did get something. Uh, it wasn't yep. anything more than we've already seen, unfortunately, because um, we already know that Alex can sense emotions and um, and talk to people and cha- help change the mood and things like that. But yeah, I'm still really looking forward to that one. We learned that the characters have like coloured doors around them, don't they? Like yeah. each colour seems to Represents be associated. Represents an emotion. Yeah. 
So to me, well, I think it was purple, which suggests fear. Blue was sadness, and red is, of course, anger. And she can connect, can connect with strong emotions and generates a nova, they called it, which transforms the world around Alex that reflects that person's psyche. And she can then experience fragments of their thoughts and memories to get to the root of their issue. Don't really know what that means exactly, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. Well, well that's, that's it's looking promising, that one. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be out on the 10th of September. So, again, more games coming out soon. Mm-hmm. All right, shoot on to the biggie. Go on then. The Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Da, 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 da. So we opened up with Starfield. Yeah, we finally got to see a bit of what that's going to be. Now you've not played Mass Effect, have you? Have you? I don't. Uh, I've not. No. This sort of like it's going to be a cross between Skyrim and, and Mass Effect from yeah. Wagons. But I, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. Me too. I, I like personally. I, I, I really, uh, I'm really into like astronomy and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, in terms of like, the technology, it looked a lot like Deliver Us the Moon. Um, not like like high end sci fi in like thousands of years, but like hundreds of years. So you've still got that connection, uh, which I think is good. Yeah, I think that's that. It, it is grounded in some form of reality. It's like mm. a lot of not modern technology, but probably not so distant future technology. Yeah. Because I did, I did like that. Um, what the, the was it the planet they showed? It kind of mm-hmm. looked like the moon. Yeah, that was that's it. Because you were like in, you saw like a rover style thing. Yeah, and the base. Now, I love Skyrim's great. I love Mass Effect. Putting them together. Skyrim oh, yeah. in space. Oh yeah, Skyrim in space. Ah, oh, mm, chef's kiss for me. Yeah, really looking forward to this one. Well, we also got a date as well, didn't we? We did. Yes. This snuck that in there, kind of. Um, so well, it, was, it was kind of glaring. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it, it, it's not as if they showed like a panel after the um, the showcase and just said it's going to be this day. So if you weren't concentrating, you might have missed it. Yes, um, that's so the 11th of November, 2022. Mm. And it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, which... Yes, this was the thing, wasn't it? This was the, the big reveal. Mm-hmm. It was an Xbox exclusive. Now... Unsurprising to me, I was completely expecting it to be, but a lot of people were really surprised by this, which I don't. It, it really didn't understand. surprise me personally because, no, like, you pay eight billion for a developer, uh, you're going to want to get them <laughs> games just on your platform. So, but it's it's going to be a seller, isn't it? It's going to be a, a system seller. Yeah, definitely. 100%. But I'm going to sort of temper my expectations until we see some gameplay. But that's a promising reveal. Yeah, that's on day one Game Pass as well. Hmm. Yeah, it just keeps the the value of Game Pass just keeps shooting up. Like there's and they announced that there was going to be more Bethesda games on there as well. And then we got a little teaser for one called Contraband. Now there wasn't really much shown about this. No, there? this actually kind of looked like it was similar to what in the style as what Far Cry Six was. So it showed that there's a you you in like a mechanics garage or something, weren't you? Uh, like say in South America perhaps or something like that and it's just said it was a co-op open world developed by the Avalanche group who made Just Cause so that sort of makes sense in kind of that style Mm. now what do we think this is imagine this is sort of like some co-op way smuggling like some co-op smuggling it could be yeah I mean South America just given the name yeah 
smuggling things smuggling. into America, contra- maybe. Yeah. So, gun smuggling, drug smuggling, maybe. Mm. I mean, they opened up with like a vinyl, so you got to think mm. it might be set in the 70s, slash yeah. 80s, maybe. Yeah. It's a very mm. cool era. Intriguing, but not a lot to go on for that one. No. And then, a game we should probably get ourselves into, which is Sea of Thieves. Yeah, we got to see Captain, Captain, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow um, in the expansion. Yeah. It looks really fun. They've done well to get this. <laughs> um, I think it sounds like it's actually Johnny Depp doing the voice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't discern that from the real one on the in the films. And there was a, a few other characters from the films as well in it, but I don't know if it's their voice by those people. Yeah, you got Davy Jones um, yeah. from the films. Um, oh, I can't remember what the other one was. The old dude. The old, <laughs> the old dude. dude. Yep, <laughs> that one as well. That one. <laughs> I mean, it gives you an excuse to go on it, but is this is this still a co-op thing? I don't know. Or is this a single... I, I don't I don't know how Sea of Thieves really works, because I know it's a co-op game. Yeah, it's, I don't know how these it's a lot sort. easier if you if it's co-op. Otherwise, you're pretty much running the ship on your own. I've only played it single player, and I do find it fairly difficult because I've got to do everything myself. Uh, rather than like one person doing the steering, one person um, like loading the cannons, another person like making sure there's no like water coming into the ship and getting rid of that if it doesn't. So. It, I imagine it will be a lot easier if you've got like a few people there um, and you've got your own roles and you can interchange and communicate what you want to do. I don't know how that works with the, with this expansion, though. Is this... Do you work as a team in that? I don't know. Well, they showed a few people um, in the trailer, so I imagine you will have the option to work as a team as going yeah. through the expansion. But yeah, definitely one I think we should get on. Yeah, I, yeah I, bought, I bought Sea of Thieves, but I've not jumped on it yet because I'm not going to play it on my Todd. Because I know I'll, I'll, my ship will just sink, I just know it will. And it'll just give me a black flag. <laughs> Vibes again. Yeah, that's it. You're just there rocking in <laughs> I'll, corner. I'll have flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a pretty big gameplay show of Battlefield 2042. Mm, now, yeah. we, did see, we did see a cinematic earlier on in the early stages of the uh, E3, didn't we? Have you played Battlefield much? Well, I've played Battlefield 1. That was the last one that I played myself. Yeah. Because I I enjoyed the World War One aesthetic, yeah. um, but I'm not really into that franchise myself too much. Um, for this one, the only things that I tweezed out of it is that there's going to be a 128 player mode, which could yeah, be which is insane. Mm. It did. This game did look mental. It did, yeah, with everything that was going on around, yeah. Um, like, so you had helicopters, fighter jets, tanks, jeeps, and quad bikes. I spotted all of them in there somewhere some sort of grapple function yeah so the guy got to the top of a crane by some grapple thing I mean it's, I'm quite glad there's a, an easy way to get round natural disasters so we had of course we had the tornadoes tornadoes yeah and then we had a sandstorm which so this is going to be like an ever changing environment basically bad looks of it yeah I mean it seems interesting because I imagine like the sandstorm will like block your view so yeah that'll add like another layer to it Just maybe like, you'll get sucked up by a tornado and flown off somewhere else yeah i don't know how that's going to work exactly tornado. or you have to avoid them otherwise it might be instant death um well, that's the thing it's like surely you're not going to survive it 
Unless you get, unless you got the one of those wingsuits that they showed. Mm. Could be. Mm. Yeah, but I, I can see what's going to happen. It's like when the game launches, there's going to be like spawn problems, isn't there? You're going to get spawned in the middle of the tornado, aren't you? <laughs> I, just, I just know that's probably going to end up happening. What I liked is the bit where they um they went into a lift, didn't they? They went into a building, they went into a or an elevator. And then there's um they had like real gun mon- uh, real time gun modification. Did you see that? Yeah. So it looks that like was... you, so it looks like you could switch like grips, sights, like silences and things like that mm. on the fly, which is pretty good. So if you have any downtime in the middle of a battle like that, you can just switch it up. Which is pretty good. And then there's the bit where they got to the top, didn't they? And then they started um, zip lining between buildings. Mm-hmm. And that's. That'll look pretty cool. It'd be rubbish being sniped as you zip lining, but there you happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's some more to be revealed on July 22nd, apparently. But there's no campaign. No, it's just multi- well, it's just the multiplayer only, isn't it? And when that was first mentioned to me, I thought, oh no. No, I'm not happy here. But I've read some things since then uh apparently it's ready it says players will have the ability to play against ai, AI bots on co-op mode meaning friends can team up to practice against a team of bots before facing the players ea also mentioned that players will have the opportunity to play against bots solo allowing players to potentially take on 127 bots on their own which sounds like carnage <laughs> so that's that's gonna be a bit more interesting because i yeah. get the feeling that if i just jumped straight into 128 real player battle yeah, you get I'll killed just pretty get my quickly. Ass handed to me. Yeah. So. I mean, it's good that you can like train on AI, and I imagine you'll be able to hopefully set the difficulty as well, so you can yeah. like move your way up, and then when you feel comfortable, you can jump into a game with real people. Because I'm hoping if you can play all the maps via that method, mm. I, I, I wouldn't mind. You know, just I mean, I'm sure I'd jump onto proper multiplayer some point times, but. I, I wouldn't mind spending a lot of time just messing about on my own. Yeah, with a lot of just getting to know the environments. Yeah, yeah and... with a lot of AI bots, assuming they've got, as you say, difficulty settings. And then you know, I think that'd be quite fun. But it just depends how many maps they've got because we've only, I think we've only seen is it two maps we've seen. On the one hand, it looks crazy. The other is just like no campaign. Yeah, I think because there's no campaign, they just need to up that content and make sure that there's enough maps. Uh, they were called party animals. This, this is the game. Honestly, any fighter well, with like ragdoll physics is amazing. Well, uh, <clears throat> isn't this just like a rip off of gang beast? Yeah, but yeah, but I don't it's care. Just, it's, <laughs> it so is. It's just gang beast with animals. That's all it is. I don't know why I, I just enjoyed fluffy creatures being punched so much. Well, I think that says more about you than the <laughs> game, but. <laughs> It, 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 it looks fun. It does look it, fun. It's yeah. just gangrees with animals. It's just, it's such a clear ripoff. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I can't wait for that. We're going to have so much fun on that. We all need to buy it. Yeah. Um, and then they came out um, after that um, just to mention that Hades is going to be coming to Xbox on the mm. 13th of August. So, yeah, the critically acclaimed game. One that I really like to look off was a, a game called Somerville. Yeah, it looks really interesting, this one. Um, so the way I saw this was like a, a family um, trying to traverse um, a world after an alien invasion. Yeah, that's what um, I got. 
feels for. Yeah, it's it, and it seems um, it'll be interesting to see how you work with the family dynamic, um, like whether the dad goes out and gathers and then the mum does something else and then you've got the kid to look after as well. Um, it doesn't like you meet people on the way that are going to help because you saw that guy like doing cover fire as they yeah. were walking um, through this place. And the co-founder of it, uh, the co-founder of the game, um, he worked on Limbo and Inside, so that sort of makes sense based mm. on definitely with the art style. Yeah, and that comes out in twenty twenty two. That's on day one game pass as well. Yeah. Oh, that'd be an interesting one. That. And then we got to Halo Infinite. Yeah. This, this is surprising. Was, hmm. I don't know what to think, feel about this. Because this focused heavily on multiplayer. Well, that's the thing that they're going to be coming out with first. So um, they're going to be bringing out free-to-play Halo Infinite multiplayer, 120 FPS. And that's going to be launching this year. I think they've done this just to tide us over. This, yeah, this, I, I think this is all very weird. because this, So if it's free-to-play, then what we're actually paying for for the game is the campaign, obviously. Yeah. But we didn't see anything about the campaign. No. So what are they trying to sell to us? So we've got well, nothing, nothing right now. I think they've just said, here, look at this, um, while they're off in the background working on the campaign side. Yeah, I find it a bit worrying, though, that they're not showing anything of the single player. Mm. Do you reckon they might scrap it? No, 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 I don't, I don't, no, no, they won't scrap it, I don't think. But it's just, it's just doesn't fill me with confidence that I didn't show something. Not even a Craig. <laughs> yeah, not even a Craig. It's what we all wanted. <laughs> I mean, hmm. I mean, I, I'm happy that there's something. There's going to be something for us to play that's new in Halo. Because for what they did show, uh, it did look really fun. And... Um, kind of a return to form in terms of the multiplayer because they have like the classic modes like um, capture the flag general multiplayer um and um it, it did look like a lot of fun from what i saw yeah i'm just reading what matt said is but hello halo infinite multiplayer looks a lot of fun hoping it's more of a return to the old games where loadouts didn't exist as i think that ruins some of the newer halo titles shame we didn't see craig yep yep i i echo that sentiment it's all about craig um yeah, I came away from that slightly disappointed we didn't see anything campaign-related. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, at least something, just to say, this is what's coming, even if it's like a 30-second thing. Because it's, it's holiday 2021. We're in June. So that's like six months from now. Mm-hmm. And we don't know anything about how they've changed the campaign or anything like that. I mean, at this stage, it's got to be, if, if they're not telling us anything about the campaign, it's going to be late 2022 by the time we get it. You think that's going to get delayed, then? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Campaign. Well, otherwise, they'd have shown us something, I think. Maybe they just didn't feel comfortable announcing a delay at E3. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's after... an announcement. We've got a delay. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it would have, like, kind of left a bad taste in the mouth, I think, after such a good overall showing from them. Well, they did but they did finish it by showing, oh, we've got the free-to-play multiplayer and epic campaign holiday 2021. They did show yeah. them both at the same time, which I maybe they shouldn't have done. No, I think that could lead to some confusion. After that, there was a game that I've well I've wanted since I played the first one, um, a Plague's Tale Requiem. Um, ah, yes, came yes. out. 
So it's a continuation of Hugo and Amicia's story. Um, so I played the first one, really underrated game and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it looks like this one's set in like the Mediterranean. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, if you've not played the first game, um, I'll just give you a little bit of a premise. So um, Amicia and Hugo, the, um, the Inquisition comes and basically kills the family. Um, there's something wrong with Hugo and you don't quite know what. Uh, while all this is going on, there's these rats that are absolutely ravishing Europe and, and killing anything that they can find and get their teeth into. Um, and it's just about them as a brother and sister getting to know each other because Amicia, the older sister, didn't have any contact with the brother because he had this illness and they don't quite know what it is. And it's all about finding out what's, what's wrong with Hugo what they can do to help him and to try and avoid the Inquisition and slash all these rats that are going across Europe and killing people. But yeah, I, I don't want to get too far into it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But um, yeah, if if you well play the first game, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. And I can't wait for this one to come out. So this is going to be out in 2022. So um so yeah, we'll um, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's there's a couple of rumors actually that uh, the first one's going to be on um, PS Plus at some point. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, if it if it does go on to PS Plus, definitely. Um, that was easily one of my favorite games um, of the last generation when it came out. So. Really. Yeah. That's high praise. I've really enjoyed it. Honestly, I'm not really into like stealth what? games, but it, they just did it so well in that game so is it i've not seen gameplay of it so is it is it a third person how is it what's it first person what is it how's it played yeah so it's a third person and and you kind of switch between hugo and amicia so amicia will go somewhere and then you can call hugo right um and he throughout the game you'll do bits as each person um which is which is pretty good because Hugo is like five or six years old, so he can like crawl into different spaces that Missy can't get to. So you'll right. tell him to crawl and like hit a lever or something, because it is quite puzzly as well. Because you've yeah. got to try and um, get the rats away before you move into a different location. Um, but yeah, yeah. If it does get, if it is on PS Plus, play it. It's only eight or nine hours, and you won't be disappointed. Mm. So yeah, um, on to. Um, Shredders. Yeah, so this is a snowboarding game. Now, we saw, obviously we spoke about um, Riders Republic early, which seems to have included snowboarding as well. But this is exclusive about snowboarding, which I kind of prefer, because it means the entire game is going to be geared correctly around that sport. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I used to like love the days of uh, cool boarders. I was a big fan of cool boarders. Then there was a Sean White's Pro Snowboarder, which I liked as well. And then they, they showed a shot of where you've been pulled along by a snowmobile. I quite like the look of that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But that comes out in December. So just in time for Christmas. Definitely. Where we definitely won't see any snow because we don't see any snow at Christmas now. <laughs> we just get slush and grey skies. Yeah, we just get it end of March now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Got, yeah. got to love but that global warming. Yep. But that's, uh, that's on day one Game Pass as well. Mm. And then we saw a highly amusing trailer for The Outer Worlds 2. Yeah, I thought this was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It just like gave into all the tropes yeah, uh, so, that you get. So basically, it just mocks cinematic trailers for games. Here is a slow motion shot of a man running. <laughs> this will help with pre-order sales. 
things like that. Yeah. And then you get the wah sound. And then lots of lens flare. Yeah, so that was just an announcement for Outer Worlds 2. I've got the I've got the first one, still not played it, but I'm really looking forward to that. To playing that. And then, Nathan, it happened. Microsoft Flight Simulator. This is it. It looked absolutely amazing. I can't believe they're running this on a Series X. It just looks bloody lovely, doesn't it? Yeah. So oh, it's it's going to be a delight when it comes out. So not long some... to wait either. Yeah. So we saw some famous landmarks shown mm. in it. So we saw the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Uh, Christ the Redeemer in Rio. The Eiffel Great Tower. All the China. Uh, pyramids in Egypt. Mm. And then Mount Fuji. What I'm actually interested in this, though, because you can, obviously you can fly anywhere in the world, apparently. Yeah. So you pick your spot. But I'm interested if you can fly to the poles. I'm sure you'd be able to. I'm just intrigued about how that might look. Well, just like a solitary pole about walking or some penguins. No, but I'm just wondering, like, you know, because it's using satellite imaging and that kind of thing. Yeah. Is it actually going to look quite accurate at the poles? Yeah. No, it you know, the Arctic and all that. They just, you just land your plane at the North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite good. Oh, but I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. I one. suppose we'll see. It, do, it does look like an absolute delight, honestly. Yeah. Like, the... The, all the different locations that the show does looked absolutely amazing. It's like in my head, I'm always I'm already planning like my, my world travels. Yeah. Go here, here, then go here. That comes out July 27th, mm. and that's on X, uh, Game Pass as well. Yeah. Have you used your Game Pass? Yeah. No, I'm saving it <laughs> because a lot of these games were announced August time, about July August. So that's probably the best time to use it. But yeah, definitely. But that wasn't the only thing that announced for Flight Simulator, was it? No, they, um, they announced an expansion. Um, yeah. I don't know how what form this is going to take. Is it just a plane? But yeah, so it's going to be a Top Gun expansion. I, new I think out. it's just the planes. I mean, they'll be able to go in like ultra supersonic like around the world. I suspect they might be like challengers. You know, like landed on an, on an aircraft carrier. Or that kind yeah. of thing. Or maybe... Or take it off and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, doing like... Um, I assume... Well, the fighter pilots must do this. must be training exercises. So I assume they, they might have something like that. Yeah. Like fly it like a thousand feet over a certain location or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Looks interesting, though. It's another dynamic. It's, it's certainly different from your Boeing 747 and your says <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly different. Max speed, but I'm I'm really tempted to get a um, joystick to play this game. Yeah, but I, I just want to see what's compatible. I suppose we'll uh, we'll have to wait until it comes out and then we'll see see what happens. It'd be good if they brought out like a um, a collector's edition with one in there. That'd be pretty cool. But did you watch the um the extended showcase? Uh, I didn't know because they they had a, they were chatting to the the bloke behind flight simulator and there was like they, they have introduced some like new stuff for the console edition it's like they've put labels on things now so i assume you can switch them off but they're like if you're flying around they like label things you know points of interest okay so just in case there's things you want to see you go inside mm-hmm. and you can apparently you can also like choose something and then there'll be autopilot will take you towards that thing if you just want to if you just want to relax and look at the thing yeah so that's nice yeah so you don't have to like try and manoeuvre yourself around to see a specific mm-hmm. thing. You can just observe and watch it yourself, which is quite good. This is one of the things I'm actually most excited about. I know we knew, already knew about it, but out of all the three E3, 
it's, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I'm really I, I've made myself like a little top five list of things that I enjoyed most about E3, and this is in there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll all right, we'll get onto that because I'll, I'll I'll make a top five on the fly myself. But then on the fly, you said it. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, <laughs> that that didn't even think about that. Uh, and then they st- stuck with the vehicles, mm. and they went to Forza Horizon Five. Yeah. Which surprised um, me because I thought they'd be like another motorsport, you know, like a track race. Yeah. Well, they are working on that at the minute, but well, um, yeah. but they jumped yeah, straight to five. A little bit um, further from home than the one that we just had in motorsport. Yep. Well, Forza Horizon Four. Um, so this one's going to be set in Mexico, mm. um, which is really interesting. Um, it That's looks absolutely amazing graphically. It looked insane. Yeah. Like all the different places, like that they they went like that volcano bit absolutely yeah. staggered me in terms of the way the rocks looked. Now we're going to be jumping in the volcano, aren't we? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> See what happens. That's that's just a thing that's going to happen. But yeah, just the different environments. So yeah, the desert, the jungle. There's one where they were going through a river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's towns, but it just the, the vast array of different environments and the way they looked. Yeah, well, it's going to be the um, it's going to be the biggest um, Horizon game they've done so far. Yeah. Um, and I like that the the way that they used um, art from artists um, from South yeah. American artists as well, uh, and they've got um, voice actors um, from them places, and um, they uh, they did a lot of footage and recorded it in twelve K and they digitized it, um, which is absolutely amazing. I mentioned that they went. To Mexico, they actually recorded the light in there, didn't they? Like mm. over a 24 hour period or something. Yeah. So that in game, it's actively reflecting the light. The where the light reflects. Everything. Every frame, which is just insane. I, I don't know how you begin to do that sort of stuff. But some of the shots they showed off were just incredible. Yeah. They were, they were, they were first realistic. There's no yeah. other way you can describe them. But I'm really hyped about that. But I need I need to play more for Horizon Four to be honest. Yeah, yeah, back onto that because that was good. I I really enjoy uh, Forza Horizon Four. It's not Forza, by the way. It's Forza. Forza. Where's the T? It ain't there. And then there was um, they showed a mini game, didn't they? Called Pinata Pop. Yeah, that looked like a ton of fun. Yeah, and because the after that they showed off the uh, the event lab where you can make your own events like with the bowling pins and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's yes. got a release of November the 9th. And that's on day one Game Pass as well. Mm. And then they finished off with a surprise, didn't they? Yeah, Redfall. What was your thoughts on this? I like the look of the vampires. Um, it reminded me of... Have you ever seen a film called 30 Days of Night? No. Well, anyway, if anyone's seen that film, um, the vampires look just like those, like in terms of the way the eyes looked. Um I mean, we didn't see any gameplay because it was very early, but it looked it looked interesting. It looked like a cool co-op shooter. Yeah, Matt said, very intrigued about Redfall. Can be played single player or in co-op up to four player. Vampire games are slowly becoming the new zombies. I'm going to be perfectly honest about this game. I had no interest in it. Mm. It didn't interest me in the slightest. It seems very generic. If it's if it's one of these like co-op, just shoot zombie vampire whatever it is running around it's just a bit sick of running around so we just walk everywhere it's just it's just a bit saber there was nothing about it that interested me at all mm. i'm not interested in vampire that kind of that much 
the characters in it didn't really interest me. Yeah, they were fairly bland, but... It was I, all cinematic anyway, so we don't even know what the game is. Yeah, yeah. But I can only base it on what we saw. It's not Grasmer, and I thought it, it left me a sour taste being at the end of the show for me. Mm. I thought it was too generic. Yeah, they should. They, they probably could have done with cutting that and just leaving the big one at the end to be Forza Horizon 5. I think that would have been a great place to, to end it. I mean, I guess they wanted to have a surprise, but... I, I, it's, I mean, again, it's, it's showing nice. something off too early, I think. That's the problem. Yeah, and the thing is, it's it's Arcane who's making this. and I, I'm not a massive fan of Arcane. It's one of the mm. Bethesda studios that is least of interest to me. Because I hated Prey. I really hated Prey. I didn't like it at all. And I'm, I've dabbled with the first Dishonored, but I've not got into it. But I just, it's just like their style of games. I just, there's just something about their engine, their style that I just don't really like. Mm. I, can't, I, can't put, I can't put a finger on it, really. Well, it's not your fault. just don't like it. But there was one special surprise at the end of the Xbox presentation, wasn't there? What was that? The thing we'd all been asking for. The Xbox mini fridge. Oh yeah. Are you getting one? Comes out holiday twenty twenty one. Obviously. Can have it next to me. Yeah. yeah. Is it supposed to be the exact same size as an Xbox? I don't know. Well if <laughs> that'd be amazing if it was. If so, then I imagine four cans, maybe. Trying to stick a disc into your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> See that happening. Okay, we also had a Capcom event. I don't think there was much really shown off for this, but this took Matt's interest because uh, they announced some DLC to Resident Evil Village. And he just says he likes it, like he needs more of an excuse to continue playing that game. Because I think he's played <laughs> through it like like three, four times or something. I don't know. He's, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. like a platinum machine. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the hard difficulty. Give me more DLC. They didn't really. They didn't. I don't think they announced what the DLC was. There. No, I think they just said they were working on it. Yeah. Yeah. But then we we moved on to what pretty much closed out E3 really, and that was uh, the Nintendo the Nintendo the Nintendo the Nintendo Direct. Now, I think this took your liking, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's there was a few games in here that I enjoyed. Still no Switch Pro reveal. That was a bit of a negative, but hey-ho. So, uh, so yeah, so Nintendo opened up with uh, a new Smash Brothers character. Um, so it was um, Kazia from Tekken. Mm. Um, so one thing I thought was funny is when they showed him, he was pretty much like throwing Ganon off a cliff into a volcano, which is what they do in Tekken. And he did that with pretty much all the other Smash characters, bar one. Um, so he threw Kirby off the cliff, and then Kirby just came round the back. And then yeah. off. That was quite funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, they they showed off some gameplay, and um, yeah, it just looked like Tekken, but in Smash Brothers, <laughs> which was um, it's pretty cool to see. Um, so yeah, so he's going to be coming out on the twenty eighth of June, so not long. And um, yeah, we'll um, wait to see on that one. So Matt said, uh, so that's Street Fighter, King of Fighters, and Tekken represented in one game, but where's Sub Zero? Mm. Perhaps coming soon. We'll see. Who knows? Um, after that, they also announced that Life is Strange is going to be coming to the Switch as well. Um, so that was the the collection um, that's going to be coming out on the new game yeah. as well. 
Um, so that's good. Um, another game that piqued my interest is Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. So I love the Super Monkey Ball games. I think I've probably got all of them on one console or another. I've even got the Wii version, which uses the balance board. And that's nice. sad. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is a collection of and a remaster of the uh, original three games. Um, and that's going to be coming out on the 5th of October 2021. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, so, yeah, so if you've never played Super Monkey Ball, basically you're a monkey in a ball, as is the name, and you've got to roll around and complete courses and collect coins and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just a ton of fun. So, Matt's mentioned Advance Wars remakes, uh, he really enjoyed them on the Game Boy Advance, and he's looking forward to them later this year. And he also liked Shin Megami Tensai 5. He said it looks nuts, and I'm all for it. Looks like a mash of Monster Rancher and Pokemon. How you can talk to monsters and have them as allies, and then combine them to make stronger ones. I don't know if there's anything you're interested in. He's kidding. Yeah. The next game that they showed off was Mario Party Superstars. Um, so if you've not played a Mario Party game before, it's basically a collection of mini games that you can play with your friends. And there's going to be a hundred games to play. Um, they're all going to be um, able to play online and multiplayer, um, which they, you weren't able to do in the last Mario Party. It's only, it was only later on that they gave you that ability, uh, quite recently actually. So it's good that they've done that out of the gate with this one. Um, and that's going to be out on the 29th of October. So looking forward to that. So Matt said, always love the party games. Nice to see they are remaking some of the older boards and mini games. Plus, online play is what was really missing from Super Mario Party. Mm, definitely, 100%. Um, another game um, they came out with, um, so they showed us um, last year Metroid 4, which they're mm. working on, so I fully expected to see more about that. They actually skipped that and showed us Metroid 5, um, which is called Metroid 5, Metroid 5 Dread. Um, so that's going to be the name, Metroid Dread. Um so this is going to be a, a 2D Metroid game, uh, the first one in a very long time. Um, but um, yeah, to me, it looks like a great platformer and something that is going to keep us on until Metroid 4 comes out. The enemies look really interesting. So um, in the trailer, Samus faced an enemy that she couldn't kill and it was going after her. So there's a bit of like survival, a bit of a survival aspect to it as you traverse through the levels and try to escape from this robot creature, which I think was quite cool. Um, so that one's going to be out on the 8th of October 2021, so not long to wait on that. Um, so, so, yeah. So Matt said, wasn't expecting a new 2D Metroid, but I'll be all over that when it's out. Really like the graphic style they've gone for in the game. Mm, definitely. And one that I didn't think I'd be interested in, but I am, is uh, Mario Golf super rush so um, they showed off some of the game modes in this so you've got standard golf um then you've got speed golf which is you basically hit the ball and run as fast as you can to the ball and then whoever gets the ball into the pocket hole first um wins i want to so see that at the rider cup <laughs> yeah. just, just pegging it across the course <laughs> taking people out in your little golf caddy yeah <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, there's Battle Golf, um, and then there's a um, Golf Adventure, which you'd use your me character for, um, so like a little career mode as you go through and go up the golf ranks. 
and there's also going to be um, a free update um, featuring new courses and that's going to be planned for the, well that's planned for the future after the game launches so it's good to see that they're, they're invested in that game and there's going to be more to come and uh, so that should be a good one um so near the end they came up with like a lot of zelda um stuff because it's zelda's 35th anniversary um so they came out with um, a new gaming watch um so if you don't know what gaming watch is it's like a little square thing that came out in the 80s that had a watch on it and again a little mini game that you can play does what it says on the tin. yeah that's it yeah um so they've done a zelda themed one uh, they did one for mario's anniversary earlier on in the year and um the Zelda one, it's got three games on there. So you've got The Legend of Zelda, the original one. You've got Zelda 2, and you've got um, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, um, the original version, not the Switch version, because that would be insane if they got that on a game and watch. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's going to be like a nice little collector's piece. So if you're into uh, Zelda, then it's something to pick up. Um, so that's going to be coming out on the 12th of November uh, for that. And then we got to see um, some Breath of the Wild 2. Um, so we got to see Skydiving Link. That was pretty interesting. So from what we saw, it looked to be, in terms of the art style, a lot of the of the original Breath of the Wild. Um, but you're, it's more in like the skies of Hyrule. So I'm not quite sure what's happened, but a lot of the, um, the world has gone up into the sky. So you've got to try and find your way up to those like areas. Um, so I think it adds a, a bit of a different dynamic and you've got to utilize the sky so you can like float between areas and um, stuff like that. So they didn't show us too much, um, but they did say that they're hoping it's going to be out in 2022, whether that happens or not. Another, that's another thing. But well, I guess we'll wait and see. But it was nice to actually see something about it. Uh, what's about to say? This is. A, I know I wanted to see some gameplay from Breath of the Wild 2, which we technically did. But just seeing something new was amazing for the game. Looks like we'll be flying around Hyrule this time. Around maybe. Uh, the powers from the previous game have ceased to be infused into Link's arm into this one, with some new powers added in. We'll say I'm jealous of Link's hair. <laughs> I don't know what his hair looks like, but <laughs> Matt is jealous of his hair. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought it was just normal Link hair, but hey-o. I have to say, that last lingering shot that was in the trailer with the floating city, that was just yeah. like Sokovia from Avengers, weren't it? Age of mm. Ultron. That's all I like thought. <laughs> that's all I could think of. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so that's my final thoughts on that one. Um, so, yeah, a lot of um, lot of good games that I'm waiting to play on there. Um, I think all in all, for like the entire E3, I think Microsoft and Bethesda won it. Yeah, I would be in agreement. With really that. strong showing. So, what's your your top games? A top five? Yeah, so I've made myself a little top five list list uh, in no particular order. Um, so, Forza Horizon Five. Yep, really looking forward to That's going to be in mine that. as well. Yeah. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, Flight Simulator. That's in mine. Yeah. Um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Um, and Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. So, I think I'm going to go with Starfield. So, Ooh, yeah. Light Simulator, Forza, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to hold out some hope for that one. Sneaky entry there. Yeah. And then, I don't know about the other one. <laughs> top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. We'll go with Harold Halibut. I really like the look of that Why one. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I really like the look of that one. 
Cool. So yeah, there we go. That's pretty much E3 in the bag. Overall, probably not the most exciting one. But I do think that, I, th- I think a lot of the excitement comes from having an audience and that kind of thing, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And like the last day and everyone trying out all the demos and all that kind of stuff, I think yeah. that, that does help. I think it's certainly been the, not as much energy as previous years. Mm. But, you know, times have been hard. I think I also think it's going to be difficult for in terms of developers actually making games that can be shown here because they've just had a year where creating them is actually been rather difficult. So it's no surprise that they might be they can't really show a lot off or they're showing things way in advance that probably they should. Yeah. They're saying that that normally happens at E3 anyway. But <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, it's it was better than last year because last year's was cancelled, so <laughs> Yeah. At least, at least, at least we got some of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say that. We'll say that. But yeah, a lot a lot of games to look forward to. I mean some of them aren't too far away. Yeah, definitely. I mean we've I think over the next six months we've got a lot to look forward to. Mm. Like the the two main ones for me, it's going to be um, Flight Simulator and um, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, and then we've got things coming in the um, the far future, um, like Starfield. So yeah, really encouraging. Mm. And the fridge, of course. And a fridge. fridge. Yeah, just stopping. Not the not the hardware that we wanted to see, but it'll do. Did you see the anything about the the Intellivision, the Intellivision Amica? I've been I've been following what's going on with that. Um, that looks quite over the last um, couple of years. Oh yeah. Mm. Your, did you see the presentation they did? I did watch the presentation, but no. That's quite interesting. So it's, uh, it's a new console where it's actually you get two was it two controllers or something? Yeah, you get two controllers like you did on the original in television, and the controllers have got like touchscreen um, yeah. capabilities. Um, I think it's going to die death to be honest, because the games probably- that run the in television. Um, not really household names as such. They're making an Earthworm Jim game, which I'm mm. looking forward to. Because I loved Earthworm Jim. But, yeah, but bar that, there's not not too much that's really going to excite yeah, people but, in 2021 or 2022. You know, we've got the likes of Stadia died on his horse. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm more interested in this than I am the Stadia. Let's be honest. So, yeah. so we'll that's because it's a physical piece of hardware that you can hold. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a bit different. Yeah. But yeah, that's E3 2021. What do you think we're going to see next year? Mm, maybe some gameplay for Starfield. That'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe at that point we'll be on the cusp of Halo Infinite, the campaign coming out, so we might see quite a lot of that. <laughs> you're, ad- you're adamant that's not going to make it. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not. Maybe we'll see the Switch Pro. <laughs> maybe it's not even happening. Maybe we've just all got us up, but it's just not happening. There's never going to be a Switch Pro. So, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com, where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. In a bit.